we know a lot about service. We have service groups, uh, Rotary Club, Rotary International. I uh, just did a little research. They're, they've almost eliminated polio in the last 30 years. They've made it their goal. Um, Lions Club, really focusing on vision issues, uh, eye banks, recycling eyeglasses, taking care of cataracts. Uh, Optimus Club, uh, working with youth, working on youth self-esteem and achievements uh, with youth, working with youth who are, are vulnerable. I could go on and on, right? Many service groups, uh, Junior League, uh, JCs, Red Cross, uh, Scouts, uh, all, all kinds of service groups that we know about. We, we know about service. Youth. You go and uh, you need service hours for school. Uh, Jesse, you were just saying with us last week in worship, uh, you need those hours in high school. Uh, youth, you go on mission trips, service projects, we, we call them. Um, some of you have been in the military, in military service. Some on the police force are called what? To protect and to, to serve. In this time of year, we pay attention to the government and we call them that, that they are in public service. I'm praying for the Texas legislature that has just begun this past week. This coming Friday, a new administration takes over in the United States. I'm praying that they are in public service. There are many that work in the service sector Bless those people, that person who comes to your table and say, I'll be your server tonight, right? Um, maybe making minimum wage, maybe living off of tips. Um, bless those people who are aides in nursing homes. I think God's angels in this world. Um, talking to a person who has a sister who's a hairdresser and she has a lot of dignity about that and she says, I'm an artist. I love that. Um, quote from Martin Luther King, I was looking up about service this past week, and he said, if you are a street sweeper, street, sweep those streets like Michelangelo painted a painting, like Beethoven composed music. He said, street, <laughs> I can't, sweep those streets so that the host of heaven will someday pause and say about you, he was a good street sweeper. <laughs> Everybody knows about service, I think. Today you are in a worship service. <laughs> we, we know a lot about service in this congregation. You go to our website and there's just all these opportunities to serve, right? Um, it wasn't that long ago that our vision statement was following one, serving all. We found that was too much. <laughs> We've had to kind of narrow that down. We've had to kind of say, um, maybe we need to focus more on some things that we can really follow through on and develop relationships with groups and people. And so now it's following Christ and transforming lives. But we, again, we know a lot about service. Here's the take-home and some people said to me, you look like Mr. Rogers today. <laughs> so this is my Mr. Rogers, very simple message for you to take home today. It's easy for us to do service. 
what we're called to do is to be servants. I've been working with my spiritual director, and she said, uh, I'm thinking about retirement. Do y'all know this? And so she's asking me about retirement, and I was telling her all these things that I wanted to do. And she said, but Lynn, who are you? Who? You see, it's different. It's not just all of the activity, it's identity. Moving from service to being a servant. Who wants to be a servant today? I, I was talking with the worship team as we were preparing for this worship service, and they said, um, servant. Uh, we typically think of servants as being kind of lower class, right? If we have this kind of caste system, we don't say, oh boy, someday I hope I can grow up and be a servant. Um, but that's what the Scripture is calling us to do. I just want to give you some sound biblical teaching today from this passage about what it means to be a servant. In this part of Isaiah, there are four servant songs. We have just one of them here today. And here are some of the um, qualities of, of being a servant as a follower of Christ. God bless all those service clubs. I don't want to throw any cold water on them, but as a church, we're more than a service club. We're, we're servants of Christ. So here's, here's the first one. Chosen by God. Whatever, wherever we're called to serve, with whomever we're called to serve, it's not always by our choice initially. It's by God's choosing for us and then our agreeing with that choice. I hope you get the shift in that. It's, it's not trying to please the big people. I know as we grow up, we want to please parents and we want to please teachers and principals. And still today, we want to please bosses. But this is, God, what is pleasing to you? God's choosing for us. In these servant songs and in many places in the Bible, it says, you are my servant. There's this personal call upon us. Uh, here it was twice in this passage. My servant, my servant. Once it was, uh, you're called to be his servant in this passage. So there's God's claim upon us, chosen by God. Here's the second thing. We're given a word. It's not just this doing. We're giving a word it says, wow, like a sharp sword, like a polished, polished arrow. Those sound like um, things for war. But for me, I, I, I read it as ways to cut to the truth of the matter, to get at what's really real in life, to, to move beyond denial and to move beyond the issues to get to the deeper issues underneath. That's the word that we have. It's a word that frees people. It's a word of salvation to all. Here's the third one in the passage. To be a servant means to be frustrated. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> to, and, and to know failure. It's, it's God's call upon us that stretches us beyond what we think are our limits. It says in the passage that we come to rely upon God's strength and not our own. And we don't know where those boundaries are until we stretch out there and, and try to say, okay, I think this is where you're calling me to be. It's not masochistic, okay, but it, it's being really stretched by God to rely upon God's call upon our lives. Who can be a servant? In the passage, it says in the nation Israel. Can, can God work through nations? Can God work through groups of people, even this church or denominations or countries like the United States? I, I, I think so. There is a community element. 
In the servant passage, the servant song, it talks about maybe the prophet Isaiah was the servant. As we read this passage as Christians, we see Christ in this passage, right? I know the New Testament writers, when they were being immersed in the scriptures, they would bring out elements of these passages in the life of Jesus. Remember Jesus? John's Gospel, the 13th chapter. It's on the bulletin cover. It's here as the image on the screen. That Jesus, on that last night of his life upon earth, what does he do? He takes off his outer garment. He kneels at the feet of his friends. He washes their feet. He, who is the Lord of all, acts as a servant to them. In Philippians, Paul writes, Jesus, though he was in the form of God, in the very image of God, did not count equality with God as something to be reckoned with, but humbled himself and became a servant. He, he emptied himself and became a servant, freely accepting death, even death on a cross. But the passage, I love, you read it so well, Wes. Thank you. The servant could be you <laughs> and me. Uh, not just in theory out there, but I do believe that God chooses you, <laughs> calls us, stretches us. I love to tell stories, so I have a, a story for us today from Texas Monthly. Some, somebody here gave me this subscription this year. Who, who did this? I don't know. It just came in my mailbox. So, um, Last month's Texas Monthly, December, story of Miss Evelyn in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, I was reading this article. Did you know that Texas of the United States takes in more refugees than any other state in the Union? No. Houston takes in more refugees of any city in Texas, but Amarillo <laughs> takes in more per capita than any place in Texas. Amarillo, who would have thought that? It's because of the meatpacking industries in Amarillo that there are good paying jobs where people don't have to have a lot of English skills and they can get started really quickly to work. Miss Evelyn got attracted to a lot of these immigrants, to these refugees who moved here because she was a diagnostician in a middle school in Amarillo. And she just started attracting these people. It's not something that she chose to do. It's something that just came to her. She's a member at First Baptist Church there. And all these people just kept asking her questions, these students. And then she got to know their parents. And by the way, she uh, had a word for them, a word of hope. And by the way, she knew a lot of frustration she and her husband lost their farm in Hereford, Texas due to drought. So she went back to uh, teaching school and uh, being a di diagnostician in Amarillo. And she had a lot of frustration with these immigrants as they came in because they would be overwhelmed. They would go into Walmart and they may not have even had a stove in their former place. And here's a wall of TVs blaring out all kinds of ads and how many choices there are just in eggs alone. <laughs> Sizes of eggs and eggs from different kind of birds and, and just, just freezing up with that. But she 
felt called to this ministry. She responded with grace. And there's one family that she worked with, uh, a guy named Zam, who is from the Zomi community. And she had a word of hope for him that was sharper than any, any sword, that was like a polished arrow that got to the deeper issues. And when she went to Zam's apartment, he had written on a whiteboard in their kitchen his nine priorities in life. One, Jesus. Two, law. Three, education. Four, race, our nationality. Five, culture, our culture. Six, human behavior. Seven, personality. Eight, family. Nine, relationship. I would say that God is calling you to be servants in those places that you didn't choose, <laughs> that God chose for you, that has uh, a word of hope. What did the scripture say? That was to the ends of the earth to be a light to the nations that was just so broad that you're going to fail. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to have to rely upon the Lord God who has called you in order to do this. So it has that element of frustration and failure about it. And then you say, yeah, that's where I'm a servant. So the good news I have to share with you this day is this, that God wants the whole world to come to know salvation. And God wants you to be a servant. Amen.